0: Talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome to the X Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at Xtalks.com. And this week, I'm joined by Vera Kovacevic and a very special guest, Gwen Berlingame, who is the co-founder of Beckon Ice Cream. Now, according to its website, Beckon is the first premium lactose-free ice cream that is completely made from real milk and cream. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, so tell me a bit about the startup story behind Beckin.
2: Sure. So um, my co-founder, Katie, is my good friend from college, and she is severely lactose intolerant. So Katie and I both grew up in families where ice cream was sort of a regular occurrence, like an every night after dinner kind of occurrence. And so when she became lactose intolerant in high school, it was a big shock. I can't even imagine. So um, she started kind of experimenting with things that worked for her. So um, she went to brands like Lactaid, um, but found that they were kind of stigmatizing um, and medicinal Um, Tried the pills. They didn't really work for her because they're not dosed. um, So they can be hard to kind of gauge what's right. Went to the non dairies like the soy, almond, and coconut um, and found they really didn't stack up in terms of taste and texture and often had a really um, dense ingredient deck full of gums and stabilizers and things like that. So she was often treating one problem for another as far as digestion goes. So That kind of left her with no good options in terms of ice cream um, and really wanting to match that same type of premium ice cream experience she had as a kid. Katie started experimenting in her kitchen and developing ice cream recipes for herself using the lactase enzyme, which is the enzyme our bodies need to digest lactose. And for people who are lactose intolerant, they're actually deficient in that enzyme, which is why they get sick. So she started doing this on her own. My background is in consumer packaged goods marketing, but on the um, cosmetics side. And so she kind of came to me with this idea that she wanted to bring to market. And so we started looking at the market and wondering, is this a Katie problem or is this an everyone problem or a big enough problem to solve and certainly it is a huge issue that is completely underserved. One in four Americans are lactose intolerant to some degree Um, and really there aren't any premium lactose-free dairy ice creams um, on the market. If you're loving Haagen-Dazs or if you love Ben and Jerry's like nothing like that so that's really what we were aiming to do. Um, so we started a farmer's market in Boston and then got into a few stores around the area and then um, just kind of started building from there.
1: And I noticed uh, that the company was originally called Minus the Moo. So what was the inspiration behind the new name Beckin
2: Yeah, so that was our name at the farmer's market and it was kind of based on um, Katie used to carry around these notebooks and she would call them her think tanks. And so when she when I joined the um I didn't don't even want to call it when I joined the company because at the time we were we were doing this as a side hustle. But when I started working on this with her, she gave me my own think tank. It was like a little moleskin notebook. And so she had all these notes from when she had first started dreaming this up. And that was one of the names that she had come up with. So when we were at the farmer's market, the name minus the moo was confusing to customers. You know, It was right around the time that dairy-free frozen desserts were on the rise. And so a lot of people thought it was dairy-free. So before we went into um, our growth you know into grocery stores. we wanted to take a step back and figure out what the name brand name that we wanted to really build the brand upon would be. And so one of the things that we kept doing when we were talking about it and kind of going through these different exercises was we would, kind of do a beckoning with our arms um, because we would say we really want people to come back to real ice cream or feel like they were welcomed back to enjoy ice cream. Um, And so that, you know, beckoning motion gave the company the branding company that we worked with this idea of the name beckon and we just really loved it we thought it had such a um, so many great other meetings too because you know we felt that this was our calling like we were being beckoned to do this um, so that's how we landed on beckon
1: Yeah, I think the name change was probably a a good idea since, um, you know, I've, I've written about a lot of plant-based, um, ice creams and other sort of there's, I think there's a protein, uh, powder called mooless. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, to me immediately, I think of, okay, so it doesn't contain dairy. So I think that name change was, was an excellent idea. So, you know, as a premium lactose-free ice cream brand, what differentiates Beckon from other ice creams in terms of ingredients and nutrition?
2: Sure. So we really think of ourselves as a premium ice cream first. So in the every traditional sense of the word, we have all the same ingredients. So we're made from fresh milk and cream. Um, we use pure cane sugar. Um, we're actually a French custard style ice cream. So there are egg yolks in there as well. Um, and then really what sets us apart is that use of the lactase enzyme um, that allows it to be lactose free. Um, We use all clean ingredients. We don't use any gum stabilizers or additives. And part of the decision there was that we really loved that homemade Taste that it brings of not having, you know, a ton of extra ingredients in there. But also for people who do have di- digestive health issues, um, having as clean a label or as simple a label as possible really helps with that. Um, so that also really sets us apart in terms of store bought ice creams, um, having such a simple, clean ingredient label. So
1: like what flavors does Beckin offer? Um, Are there any flavors that are currently in development?
2: So right now we have seven flavors um, across our pint and quart line. So we have vanilla, dark chocolate brownie, mint chip, our sea salt chocolate chip, um, cookies and sweet cream, chocolate chip cookie dough, and I'm missing one. Which one am I missing? Oh, our peanut butter cup. I'm missing it because I'm actually allergic to nuts. So it is the one flavor that I can't have.
1: And are you currently working on any right now?
2: Oh, yes. Um, so we have had we have a flavor in development right now. I can't announce it yet because um, it won't be released until next year. But one of the things we always try to do, especially because we are such... A small team and a young brand is to really take cues from our customers. And there is a particular flavor profile that we have just been asked for over and over and over again in our social media channels or anytime we do a consumer survey. Um, and so I'm excited that we are finally going to be releasing a flavor profile that is in line with this, this particular, I can tell you that it is in the fruit family. Um, So I'm excited about that. And then we're also, you know, we last uh, holiday season, we released a um, crushed candy cane brownie flavor. And I'm hoping that we are going to be able to Um, re-release that this year so it's still TBD but we got such great feedback on it hoping to make that available again.
1: That's awesome. And it's great that you sort of take uh, customer feedback into consideration and hopefully they'll be really happy and excited with the release of the new flavor. And I'm very curious to know what it's going to be as well. Um, Now, in terms of um, R&D with these flavors, um, how long did research and development take before launching Beckon as a whole?
2: So prior to launching Beckon at the farmer's market, Um, Katie actually went to the Penn State ice cream short course, um, which is a famous ice cream development course um, at Penn State that Ben and Jerry's attended, Jenny's, um, a lot of folks from the big ice cream companies. And so that was kind of a dream of hers to go. And she would call me every night and give me the download. Um, And it was funny because you know, they obviously do tasting and stuff like that, but she's lactose intolerant. So she couldn't participate in any of that. Um, But that kind of gave us a base understanding of what ice cream manufacturing was all about. um, So that we knew, you know, what we needed to think about taking our recipes from Katie's kitchen to a commercial kitchen where we made it ourselves for the farmers market, all the way up to um, full scale manufacturing where we are now Um, and. So that that process, we really kind of refined our recipes over the two summers that we did the farmers market before going into stores, um, and then shortly after that, we started working with a contract manufacturer who really was able to bring you know their knowledge of the industry and of manufacturing and. Um, to help us really hone. So we've really been kind of honing everything over time. Um, But I would say in that two years, those were the biggest changes that we made as we were making it ourselves side by side in the kitchen. Now,
1: as a relatively new company, obviously, you know, you may have faced some challenges due to uh, COVID-19. So how, if at all, did the pandemic affect the business?
2: Well, one of the first things that it impacted was us all being together. So we used to be in a really tiny office in Boston um, and we would work side by side. We had at that time, there were four of us and we had our four desks all pushed together into a little uh, rectangle table. So um, lots of together time made, you know, development of new flavors and testing or um, just doing any of our You know day-to-day activities a little bit easier um but the pandemic made us not only all work from home but um i had actually moved to another state thinking it would be temporary but it ended up not being all of that so we're entirely remote now which is actually really exciting because now we have um, team members in massachusetts in new york in new jersey and in la um so we were able to kind of expand our team that way um, it certainly had its challenges in terms of supply chain management and um, the labor shortages and things like that. All the things that you would hear on the news that were happening to big companies, they all trickle down to small companies as well. I remember when the um, everything was happening with the ports in LA and how crazy it was and all these impacts. My dad, was like, what? How's that impacting you? Like, it all's connected. It is all connected. So, yeah, we certainly saw challenges there. But um, I think one of the things that we've been able to do well is really create strong relationships with our partners. And we have really wonderful partners who helped us get through those times. And, you know, even now with um, just everything that's going on with the economy and things like that, you always have to rely on partnership to help you know with any challenges that might come up so that's that's really what we try to do
1: so did you say goodbye to that little office or is it still uh you know are you hoping one day maybe you'll return or uh are you remote for the long haul
2: so we're remote for the time being we actually just said goodbye to an office recently we still had it there kind of wondering if we would go back but um ultimately decided for the time being we would be remote but that in the future who knows but i think it would be a different format we always think it would be so fun to have you know a test kitchen or something with our office so if we do go back we'll kind of reimagine what that looks like
1: so i also noticed that you know your senior management team is made up of women so when you were founding the company with Katie how important was it to prioritize women for these roles
2: So, um, well, we're a very small company. So actually, probably all the people that you're looking at, it's our entire team is a female, which I love, Um, although that, you know, wasn't necessarily done on purpose that our whole team is female. But I mean, that is something that is so important to us. We are a certified women-owned business um, and have always known that we wanted to, support women who worked for us in, you know, rising up the ranks or getting to where they want to go. Um, I think it's always been a dream of Katie and mine to, if we are lucky enough to be successful and ultimately, um, you know, accumulate some sort of success that we could pay it forward in the form of like investing in women owned businesses or something of the sort um so yeah that's something that we're really proud of and the women who work for us are amazing
1: that's awesome um just wanted to ask um you know i mean a lot of people who want to start their own business in the food industry um would look up to people like you and Katie. So I was just curious, like, what does your typical day at work look like?
2: Oh, goodness. (laughs) I'm not even sure how to answer that. And I think that that in and of itself is the answer. No two days are the same. Try as we might. We I mean, at every new um you know, milestone or level that we've reached have tried to kind of reset the way that we go to work between, you know, how we organize our days or even honestly the roles that we are playing within the company. But it changes all the time. Um, There are always new challenges to take on or new projects that we want to explore. And so we're constantly shifting and um, moving in terms of roles and responsibilities or how we are going about it. Um, that's something also that our team has taken on and we're so proud of the way that they're always so nimble to take on new things. Being a small team, everyone has to wear a lot of hats. Um, and, you know, Katie and I split our responsibilities, but sometimes we'll determine that maybe something needs fresh eyes and, for either temporarily or ongoing, will switch functions because, you know, sometimes you do need a fresh perspective, or even for longevity, um, people need a change in terms of what they're working on. And so um, I think just being ready to take on a lot of different uh, roles and responsibilities and tasks is something that I would recommend to um, folks trying to get into the food business, because especially as a founder, you really, you wanna have your hands in everything and um, you'll also probably need to, especially early on.
1: That's great. And where can consumers find Beckon ice cream?
2: So you can find Beckon, First and foremost on our website, so on Cream.com. and that's also, there's a full list of retailers there as well. Our largest retailers nationwide are Whole Foods Market, Sprouts, Kroger, and various Kroger Banners, um, and we are in a select few Walmarts up in the northeast, or sorry, northwest. <laughs>
1: So just to go off that question, what was it like to, um, you know, get into retail and form those partnerships? Um, And how exciting was it to finally see back in, you know, in Whole Foods and Sprouts and other retailers?
2: Well, I think at the start we were, you know, I I think I thought once we got on shelf at Whole Foods that I would feel we made it (laughs) and it does for, for a minute, but then, you know, in with anyone who has an entrepreneurial spirit, of course, once you achieve one milestone and you're just like looking at the next. Um, But at the time, I remember when we got into our first Whole Foods, and this was prior to the Amazon acquisition. So you could really go into like one Whole Foods at a time and pitch the buyer and all of that. So that's really what we did. And we got into the Westboro Whole Foods in Massachusetts. And I remember we went in and Katie started crying um, because she was so excited to see it on shelf. And I hugged the buyer, which I do not think he appreciated, but I, we were just so excited. Um, we still have pictures from that day that I, I really love and I feel like we'll always kind of take a look at to remind ourselves, you know, how far we've come.
1: That's really sweet to hear. <laughs> um, so you know, do you have any plans for the company over the next few years?
2: Oh, absolutely. So many plans. Um, we have always had this, well, one of our um, mentors told us once to begin with the end in mind. So we always try to have a clear idea of where we want to be, always knowing that things are, there's inevitably going to be detours along the way. Um, But our goal has always been to get Beckon into the hands of as many people who need it as we can. So whether that be folks who are lactose intolerant or households and families who have one person who's lactose intolerant, but they want to enjoy something together um, or people who are looking for something super clean label. So we really just want to continue to grow Beckon and its availability. Um, We're also just very excited about continuing to innovate new products. The Snack Cups are a format that we really built as a team from the ground up. So getting to see that entire life cycle was so much fun. So I think a lot of what I'm excited about is around new product launches and also around growing our team because that's such a special experience is sharing this whole journey with them. Um, So bringing in new folks and new talent.
1: Now, did you and Katie ever think that you would achieve, you know, where you are today and grow even further when you started selling at that farmer's market? Was this the goal or are you surprised, you know, by how far you guys have come?
2: I mean, always surprised by how far we've come, um, certainly and it's funny i'm thinking back i think when we were at the farmers market you know we had multiple conversations about where we wanted to go and it just seemed like the goal line continued to move like as we made it a little further our aspirations and our dreams got a little bigger Um, and now i think i mean I think we just want to grow this as big as we can and really become a household name because we feel like this is something that's really missing from grocery stores um, prior to Beckon. So, um, yeah, it is crazy to think, but so exciting, especially to do it with one of your best friends.
1: Oh, I love to hear that. Thank you so much, Gwen for joining the food podcast and that brings us to the end of this episode but if you like today's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe thank you again and we'll see you next week
0: bye bye thanks for listening to the x talks food industry podcast if you enjoyed our discussions today please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released To join in on the discussion, you can find Xtalks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more.